A young woman people can't stop talking about. Go Taylor. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Yes, Taylor Swift. 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 Ish. What just happened? Hey, welcome back to Swiftish Podcast. I'm Ashley. And I'm Shelby. And this is Taylor Swift's world, and we're just podcasting it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's a good it's a good place to be, you know, just reveling in her light when she deigns to to bestow something upon us. I know. All <laughs> I want Taylor to do is come out into the daylight. Yeah. Show her face. Tell us what's going yes. on. Because all we've been hearing is the he said, she said. Of what's what. Mm-hmm. But what's really interesting is we do have a few new reviews. Yay! And I can tell you what he said and what she said <laughs> about Swift's podcast. But I'm... Ah! <laughs> so we're at 98 reviews. I so know. That, that like, shot up. I don't remember what we were at when we first... I want to mention it, but I think it was like 80, maybe? 80, 85. We're feeling the love. We are. But Eric, thank you for, you know, reviewing us. He says, this is always a fun listen. The hosts are great. Thank (laughs) you. And the content is top notch. Um, Ooh, top shelf. Yes. I'm older than most Swifties, so I think it will appeal to a wide range of people. If you dig Taylor Swift, give this a go. Wise words. Wise words. (laughs) And I don't know if, like... Dig might kind of tell his his age because I used to say dig all the time. So I'm guessing he's older than thirty. Maybe it's not. It's rude to to question, you know, to contemplate a person's age. <laughs> well, then Hannah says thank you, Shelby and Ashley, for keeping us up to date on all Swifty news. As a fellow podcaster, I know the struggle of a good sound cover art, etc. You ladies have done an amazing job. OMG, thank you. I know. Following you all on social and listening each week. Keep it up. Hope you get a Taylor Nation notice soon. Yeah! I do too. It's what we deserve. It really (laughs) is. And for all the good sound and cover art, you guys, that is basically all Shelby. (laughs) That is. Thank you. I think my only... I have too much free time. (laughs) My only suggestion was, do you want to add a heart? (laughs) It made all the difference. <laughs> it's like tying ah. it together. But I'm loving our new look. Yeah, I'm glad other people are loving it too. Mm-hmm. It kind of like pulls everything together. And I know Luke and Abby, they're fellow listeners. I really wanted to know the story behind <laughs> our old cover art, and there there wasn't there was one. None. I just was like, because it was sort of before I even pitched the podcast idea to you. I think is I wanted to have like a vision or something. I think I, I pitched just Google podcast idea. Well, to I you. just mean. <laughs> I mean the title and everything. I know, I'm just joking. <laughs> but um, I just Googled fangirls and I stole an image off of uh, off of Google. And then like a year into it, I was like, you know what? I, I think there's like rights involved in this photo. And turns out it's from like a Donny Osmond concert in the 60s or something. Oh, wow. So one thing I pitched <laughs> to Shelby that she shot down really fast, you guys, <laughs> when we were talking about our new like cover art. And I was joking, but I was like, why don't we recreate <laughs> that photo in black and white? Just it could zoom in. Like it could be me and you. I kind of like setting would be a Taylor Swift concert, and we're just screaming. Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh, <laughs> "No thanks." Too much of our face. No thank yeah. you. We need to keep a little bit of the mystery, you know. <laughs> and also, when we podcast, you guys. We, right now I'm in yoga pants and like a workout shirt. My hair's not done. <laughs> and we don't take photos together a lot just because when mm. we're around each other, we're not really like dressed <laughs> to the nines. Look a little trashy. Look a little trashy. Yeah. I was trying to find some pictures of us to get 
together to kind of do some promo of episodes and there's like reputation tour there's not a lot yeah we need to work on them yeah we'll have to hire a photographer and do like a real shoot a taylor swift inspired photo shoot yeah that would be really fun (laughs) yeah yeah but for real we love hearing from you guys we crave the validation so if you guys have the chance go to itunes apple Podcasts, find us there and you can scroll all the way down and just write us a review or leave us a few stars and um you know, join the club. And if you're, you know, an Instagram follower, we have a subscribe Instagram story on our highlights. Yes. So just click that. You can figure out how to follow us, subscribe to us on, I think, Spotify and Apple's. And then you can also go to Podiant, you know, a little mm-hmm. link in our, both of our, I think they're in both of our bios on Twitter mm-hmm. and Instagram to find out other ways you can listen. Oh yeah, we're everywhere. We are, and we <laughs> will, you guys, we're going to be everywhere. Yeah. We are working on this like master plan to dominate. <laughs> <laughs> everything yeah but unlike uh us taylor swift has not been everywhere she has been mia this week which i think we're getting a little greedy because technically last week we got this rolling stone article yeah but it somehow feels like the week has been very long without taylor well, swift news and interaction i think it's because she dropped that bomb on us for mm-hmm. lover fest and then we haven't had really any <laughs> I follow up to it. Right. Like tickets are, have been going on sale internationally and I don't know if there hasn't even been Taylor Nation hasn't even like sent out like their tweet like, Oh, to go buy tickets in Poland, go here to yeah. go buy tickets here. Tickets are on sale. They haven't been telling people that they're on sale I, on Twitter at least. I'm sure people are getting their emails saying, mm-hmm. Hey, you can go in, right. you can buy your pre sale tickets. Yeah, it's been a little quiet. It has. It's been a little bit a little quiet. There was a big roar about two weeks ago <laughs> about the Australia Melbourne Cup. Yes. That was crazy. Yeah. And we talked about that on our tea time a couple episodes ago did. because people were in an uproar over Taylor performing there for a couple of songs. It sounds like just a short set during this festival. And people were upset because of the animal rights activism around protesting that event yeah the treatment of the horses Mm -hmm. so people were just kind of frustrated and Mm -hmm. then all of a sudden she dropped her lover fest Mm -hmm. and then people kind of forgot about it (laughs) and last week i made the claim that maybe that was intentional yeah because everything seemed super rushed and then this week it's canceled Mm, interesting mysterious (laughs) there's been nothing from her team at all right but the Melbourne Cup did say apparently there are changes to Taylor's Asian promo schedule that have made it logistically impossible <laughs> for her to be there. Yeah. Hmm. I know. It's interesting because Taylor doesn't. She's like has a... Uh, she's just never canceled shows, really. I think she's only ever had to cancel one show in her entire career. And obviously this isn't like as big as a tour performance, but it is interesting that this is like one of her first in recent years that she's backed out of. And Australia fans, they, so I think it was split. There are a lot of Australian fans out there who are upset that she was going to support this cause. Mm-hmm. And then there are Australian fans who are like, I love Taylor. I'm going to go see her. Mm-hmm. I'm going to buy my ticket. Yeah. I'm going to purchase flights. I'm going to make Book it. My hotel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and now, er, I know. Yeah. It's rough. I mean, I can understand both sides like as a fan you want to go to a concert and they did plan on that concert and so now it was pulled out and so it's also interesting because it doesn't seem like a victory quote-unquote for people who were like 
don't support this event because it's not like she was like, I don't support this event. She made an excuse whether that was real or not. (laughs) Ashley's just trying to put down her water bottle in the quietest (laughs) little way. Oh my gosh, that was so funny. (laughs) I didn't know you caught that. (laughs) But anyways, um... So, yeah, it wasn't like she came out and was like, thank you for my fans for bringing this to my attention. I can no longer, in good conscience, like, support this event. So it's not like she did any harm to the Melbourne Cup. It wasn't like the Melbourne Cup had to deal with a huge celebrity being like, I disavow this this event. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't feel like, I don't know, it seems sort of like she's hedging her bets a little, where she's like, well, I don't want the bad press, so I'll back out. But, like, I don't really care. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't. And it's kind of good news for her Asian fans. Yeah. Because if she is doing an Asian promo schedule that's going to be logistically impossible for her to be there, that Mm. might be great for them because she's going to be giving more of a tour. Because I think the last time we talked, we, I think the only thing she had really announced was her Japan, Tokyo Tokyo performance, but Malaysia's doing like some promo for it. There's been some other Mm -hmm. places that are doing promo for it. So it kind of sounds like she's gearing up to go there. Yeah. I don't know what. I don't know. I'd like to talk to her about it. <laughs> we'll get her on later. Next week. <laughs> well, and it's interesting because it shows she is listening to her fans. She's hearing the uproar about, oh, you need more Asia dates. Oh, why would you do this event? Like, So it seems like she's owning up to her promise that she does want to listen to her fans and kind of cater to them more than she has maybe in the past, like yeah. as far as where she goes and when she goes. Australian fans are upset because that was, like, the only concert in Melbourne, or are, is there another Australia concert? I don't think there's another there's Australia concert. Announced. When you read more of the statement that the Melbourne Cup gave out, it said, you know, we're hoping to see Taylor in right. 2020. So there's yeah. nothing really... Right, but the they works. aren't on the they aren't on the list so far for the Lover Fest stuff. They aren't on mm. the list, so that's one reason why we right. were kind of shocked because London wasn't there, Australia yeah. wasn't there. There weren't those places where she usually tours. Yeah, so it's going to be interesting to see where she goes, what's going on. You know, right now she's fixing one problem with another like, by fixing another problem right. where she hasn't really been yeah. to Asia. So we'll see what Well, happens. and Australia's in a different hemisphere, so maybe she has to wait for summer to do her summer fest. Mm. <laughs> so it'll be more in the fall for the U.S. Yeah, that'll make but... sense. <laughs> and it'll be fun for us to maybe take a summer vacation. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> to Australia. I've seen yeah. a lot of people who are tweeting out about how they're going international for the yeah. first time. They've gotten tickets to Belgium, so they're going to be flying from America to Belgium. I know. That'll be interesting and fun. Yeah. I've tried to talk Lance into it, but you guys, fun fact, well, not fun fact, I just got laid off last week. Oh. So right now, I am a full-time Taylor Swift enthusiast (laughs) and Swiftish podcaster, so, you know. So I don't know the next time I'll be going abroad, maybe if I get a job within the next month or so, I can just, you know. My severance package yeah. can go to my Taylor Swift <laughs> travel Taylor tour. tour. I like that. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'll do. But, you know, who knows what's going to happen. It's going to be interesting to see who goes where, yeah. all the drama, all the funness that's going to happen. I know, and we have to figure out Loverfest East and West and um, if how that ticket thing will go down. It happens October 14th, right? Yeah, October 14th. Oh, boy, like I, two weeks away. I think you can go in 
I'm not sure, but and look at how many boosts you have still. Someone oh. tweeted out that I had, like, I think it was Brett t- tweeted out that she had, like, 4,000 plus boosts. Mm, yeah. So I'll have to go in and look <laughs> You at have that. to be close to that. Oh, if not, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I have no idea. But even if Taylor hasn't been active, people have been active on behalf of Taylor. Oh my gosh. Um, yes. Because our... Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm already there, guys. Yeah. <laughs> so we're getting excited. Shelby, uh, watch the Emmys. Yes. For PS, you're wrong podcast. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Did you spot Taylor there? <laughs> oh my gosh, no. I no. I saw this tweet. There was like a blurry photo of a girl with like pink hedge, pink edged hair with bangs, with bangs, and people were like, "OMG, Taylor's there!" And I was like, "There's literally no reason Taylor would be here." Unless she just felt like it, I guess. But even if she had been going, she would not be walking the red carpet, like, unannounced, you know? Yeah, because, you know, I think it was in the back of someone was being interviewed. And you can see, like, in the back of a photo, a very blurry, blurry image of this tall, blonde hair, like, girl with, like, this pink dress and bangs. And then she had the the pink tips. And from far, far away, if I squinted, (laughs) I'm like, okay, I I can kind of see it. I can yeah. see where they're they're going for it. Everyone was like, oh my gosh, Taylor's at the Emmys, Taylor's at the Emmys. And it just, it ended up being a senior at UC Santa Cruz, Eve, <laughs> and she went to the award show with her mom. Yeah. And she even, like, she tweeted out a photo, like, later on. She was like, oh, this is the Taylor Swift you saw. <laughs> yeah. And her face looks nothing like Taylor Swift. She's pretty, she's beautiful. But nothing like Taylor Swift. Uh-huh. But from far, far away. <laughs> Thirsty enough people will see anything they want to. Do you think that she was channeling Taylor Swift with that look? Because she said she's a fan. I mean, maybe, yeah. I mean, I think Taylor is also channeling something pretty popular with the colored tips thing. So I think that's just on trend in general. But, you know, she got her 15 seconds of fame, so I guess... Yeah, she did. She said she had, like, 600 likes on a photo. Nice. I mean, there are worse things to, yeah. to be than mistaken for... I mean, for... we'd probably do that, so... Yeah. I want to be mistaken 100%. for Taylor Swift. Come yeah. on. And then on uh, Dancing with the Stars this week, Hannah Brown, who is the Bachelorette last season, um, and who's been a big Swifty... Who did she end up with? I cannot for the oh, life of me remember. She, she chose Jed, stupidly, over Tyler. Can Tyler. you imagine? Are they and, still um, together? Oh, no, no, no. They broke up, like, in... You didn't watch it? I okay. did. I did, so, but... Hold on. Jed is the musician from Nashville, and he proposed, and then, like, two weeks later, the story came out that he had had a serious girlfriend, like, before the show, like, serious, serious, and so they broke up before after the rose okay you want to know i right now i've been watching bachelor in paradise so all the drama right now (laughs) is is pushed back you know i'm all on like team demi and you know the derek Uh drama of Uh of it all i understand that shows an addiction i'm glad that you've refreshed my memory (laughs) hannah brown hannah brown but she's a taylor swift fan she's loving her single life and she was like, she went, she sort of had a viral tweet in the Swifty fandom for, or a viral meme with her dancing at the, 
Oh, what was that with the rainbow Wango jacket? Tango. Yes, the Wango Tango, where she was sort of head bopping alone. To... She wasn't head bopping. It was like <laughs> heavy metal yeah. bash. It's kind of like when you're in like, what is it called when you're like in the... Yeah, she was like yeah. rocking out. Really hard. Yeah, she was going at it. Which made me surprised about how great of a dancer she is. Because <laughs> in this little like meme Very video cute. of her dancing to me or you need to calm down, I don't know what song it was, I was like... she's having a good time she's having a good time but does she know how to dance (laughs) we just recently saw on monday that this girl knows how to dance yeah she performed to lover on um dancing with the stars which i do not have the energy to watch ever Mm. but i watched the clip and she did great yeah and then afterwards she had said i love taylor swift i've been jamming to her new album all the time when we warm up, I make us listen to her. Mm-hmm. I would really be happy if Taylor saw the dance. I hope she likes it. Taylor, let me know if you like it. <laughs> and she did. She did. Taylor broke her five-day media silence that has felt so long to us to retweet or re-Instagram the video on her story and was just like, oh, I love her this. And like, thanks, Hannah Brown, for being such a fan and... And I obviously am not a fan of Hannah, which I am. I do like The Bachelor. But I I just found out I don't follow her on Instagram. I'm hardly on my own personal Instagram. <laughs> and I had said, I think, like, two episodes ago when we had Kelly on. Yeah. I was like, we need a photo of Hannah and Taylor. And you were like, I think there is one. But we couldn't yeah. really track one down. And then I was on my, um, I was on a, my, you know, my Facebook page group that I tell you guys all about the Swifterinos. Mm-hmm. It's a My Favorite Murder podcast um, subgroup yeah. for all of those people who like Taylor Swift. People who like Taylor and murder. It's that Venn diagram yes, right there. I think Taylor would really, really dig. Yeah. She would be a part yeah. of that. And it, yeah. It's kind of, it sounds creepy, but it's great. <laughs> and someone posted this video and I was like, I just want to picture Taylor Swift and Hannah and then someone posted it, like, two seconds later. Yeah. And it was at Wango Tango. Yeah. And then at Good Morning in America, there's another photo where Hannah's in the back of a big group just yeah. smiling happy. <laughs> on her Instagram, yeah. Yeah, but they're both on her Instagram. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I have to yeah. correct this. <laughs> no, it's she's a big fan, so it's great that she's getting that. But I um, I just want to take a moment to celebrate the fact that Tyler C. from her season, who she stupidly dumped, just the worst mistake Hannah ever made, and that she tried to retract on after the rose. She tried to hook it up was with him. The best mistake Hannah ever made. For oh, I know. Tyler. He is gorgeous. He's so nice. He's so, so just like adorable to watch in every way. But he's now dating Gigi Hadid. He like mm. confirmed it basically because they were like, why? Because he said on an interview lately that he had been offered the role of The Bachelor, and they were like, why'd you turn it down? And he was like. Well, he's kind of like coy smiling. He's like, it's kind of hard to do that job if you already have a girlfriend. Oh, <laughs> Which is great because now my fan fiction of Tyler hanging out with Taylor Swift is coming true because obviously Gigi Hadid is one of Taylor's long-lasting friends. Yeah, and then it's weird too because Hannah is ish in that circle, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but maybe more far oh, back. Oh, Tyler C is just... Yeah. launched past so, them. Adam Wells and Tyler C. Wells Adam. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so Wells and Tyler uh-huh. have just, they have really made the most of their oh, five yeah. seconds of fame. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, and they deserve it because they're they just some of the better people who've been in that show. And then you also have Mike from last season who's now 
flirtatiously getting to know Demi Lovato. I know. It's all these guys. Yes. And I'm just like, what is going on? I get it, you know? Yeah. So maybe this is slowly but surely leading into maybe The Bachelorette will be, I don't know, it's maybe someone famous. Maybe yeah. The Bachelor will be like mm-hmm. someone famous. Mm-hmm. Maybe like a B-list like a famous. athlete I can see. Yeah. Like some sort of. Yeah, that'd be. Yeah. That'd be. I mean, <laughs> this is Swiftish, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. We'll have to do a spinoff of The Bachelor. But anyways, back to Taylor Swift. She will be back in action next week because she's doing SNL. I know. And I really want to go out there. But, oh, yeah. you know, I do have ACL next week and Lizzo's going to be performing. Cardi mm-hmm. B's going to be performing. And I didn't want to have to wait in this long line of what if I don't get snl tickets what if i'm not there exhausted tired sleeping out on new york streets does not sound i don't want to do that again right now (laughs) yeah a little too soon a little bit too little too soon a little too raw yeah but i'm excited what kind of do you think she's just gonna play her regular song she's gonna be up for two songs i know i don't know i mean it seems like the logical thing would be lover and you need to calm down Mm -hmm. Um, but I could also see her throwing in, like, something she's been, uh, she's been hard to predict this she era. She has been, because she's been playing a lot of Red, and uh-huh. then I wonder, like, what if she plays the man, because, yeah. as we'll get into, you know, spoiler alert, we're gonna cover the Rolling Stones issue oh, yeah. today. She made a lot of just really hard statements, like, mm-hmm. just crowd, I don't know what, what you'd call them, just like, she made statements, yeah. bold statements. Oh, Yeah. And I feel like the man is kind of along those lines. And I personally would love if she's saying the man. Um, I think he knows. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I know. It sort of seems like if she's going to release a new um, single, it would be previewed there. So it would be interesting to see what she'd play. Cruel Summer. I don't know. I think she's given up on that for some reason. Mm-hmm. Or Death by a Thousand Cuts. She <sighs> did acoustically um, at her whatever concert. And so, I don't know. <laughs> the the city of lovers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> One of those lover... I can't keep track of all the names. You know, Lover Fest, Lover's Lounge, City of Lover. I don't know. But the point is, it's like, last year, I think she did... Or last... With Reputation, she did like three songs. Didn't she? I don't remember. Yeah. That seems like such a, it was an, an era ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it, I think she did. I have bad memory. Yeah. I think she did two songs and then she mm-hmm. closed out on a song. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so, I don't know. It'll be interesting. I think she'll stick to all Lover songs, though. I don't think she'd do a throwback. Yeah. It has to be promotional for yeah. Lover. I think The Man would be great. Yes. Death by a Thousand Cuts would so be great, good. too. I, yeah. There's so much good stuff on her album. Yeah, it's a mystery why she didn't lead with it. <laughs> no, you know, and I always think... You know, when you listen to all these tracks, I was talking to a friend about this, they're on, like, Nicki Minaj or Ariana or, you know, all these other artists, there's always, like, maybe three or four songs that I'm like, I like those songs. And they're usually the singles or, like, maybe one other far-fetched song. But on her song, on her album, there's so many different great songs that change Mm -hmm. for people who even aren't hard, like, Mm -hmm. stands like us, who, like, their favorite song switches all the time. So it wouldn't be terrible for her to promo a new song that everyone is generally going to love. That's the great thing about Lover. Everyone, all the songs are great. Well, and it's weird because when she was, like, 
before she released the whole album, she had said, or her team had said, that Lover was not an official single. And so it seemed like, oh, she's going to release a new single. Mm-hmm. And people thought, Cruel Summer, because she'd been hyping it up in different Easter eggs. And then once the album dropped, it's like she just decided to make Lover the real single. Mm-hmm. And I wonder why, but it's interesting now looking at the Grammy submissions that it seems like she's really gunning for that song of the year. Well, there it's been some quite... I mean, I'm glad you brought the Grammys because there's been a lot of confusion yeah. over everything, like what <laughs> submissions, where she was going. Um, there was a fake list that went around yesterday. <laughs> yeah, the fake noms. So, album of the year, pop album for her submission, Lover. Record of the year, pop duo group, Me. <laughs> Song of the year, um, and music video, You Need to Calm Down. Country solo performance, <laughs> country song, Lover. And country duo, Soon You'll Get Better. Can you imagine? I, and you just kind of like look at that and you're just wondering. Like, I could definitely see Lover as album of the year. Mm-hmm. I would be all yeah, for I'm that. Yeah, I'm sure that'll get nominated. But all the other ones... I mean, Lover as a country solo performance, I could, doesn't, I could doesn't see that sense. because she's re- it made sense off of the other ones because she's released it to country's radio stations. Yeah. So I'm like, ah, uh, and you need to calm down. I could see that too because like it's been a really well received song. The message is great, but then as soon as you get better, she doesn't really even want to perform that song yeah so that that was a shocker for me yeah yeah but it looks like that's not real it seems like a more um believable credible source said that she is submitting lover the song as song of the year and you need to calm down as record of the year now what the difference is in those i don't quite remember so i looked it up for you perfect so record of the year deals with specific recording of a song and recognizes the artists producers engineers who contribute to that recording so everyone will get like recognition everyone will like really get a grammy and the song of the year deals with the composition of a song and recognizes songwriters and so what i like about this because um, I was wondering, like, why why would she choose one over the other? To me, they're kind of, like, basically it's, like, the same thing. Like, it's a record, it's a song. <laughs> yeah. And then I saw that, like, everyone who really contributed to the recording of the song um, will get recognized. Right. And that's kind of how she's... She's been very inclusive with You Need to Calm Down. Mm-hmm. With the music video, she's been very inclusive. Everybody, she was like, I will not accept this VMA unless everyone with me gets right. a VMA. So I kind of like how she kind of like specifically chose, you know, you need to calm down is, t- you know, she's singing about inclusivity mm-hmm. and now she, she's kind of like doing what she's preaching, mm-hmm. which I really like. Yeah. But she's a strategist. She's really thinking through things. And I think that comes out in her, um, Rolling Stone article oh that gosh. we just got. And this is why we're here. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. is why we're here. Did you like the photos? The oh. <laughs> photos you guys the photo shoot yeah no it was interesting it's not my favorite not my least mm-hmm. favorite i felt like it was it was reminiscent of not reminiscent it fit the article you know some of those those the looks the makeup the poses she's were doing the rare bold and then made a statement and this yeah. article she was bold and she just yeah Unapologetic. I don't know. I think what turned me off was just the whitewashing like she was just so white i didn't know like why mm-hmm. they made her so um I don't remember the photo terms for it, but just the, they just like totally removed all color from her face. And Mm -hmm. it was just like, I don't know if I liked it. I don't know. It just feels a little weird. Definitely wasn't something that I'd be like, oh my gosh, I need that outfit. (laughs) But it was very striking. Yeah. And there was, uh, people noticed when you zoomed in on the cover photo, 
there seem to be like um, silhouettes in her irises, like instead of or in her pupils, I guess. Um, and so it looked sort of like an archer almost. Mm-hmm. So people didn't know if she was that extra that she wanted that put in or if it was just a trick of the camera. So the one I saw about that was someone said it looked like, you know, a silhouette of like a man from his shoulders up. So mm-hmm. people were like, oh, the man could <gasps> the be the man. next single. <laughs> I hope something's coming. I do too. We need something. Um, that article was long. Yeah, it's like 7,000 plus words. Um, it was by Brian Hyatt, who did her, her Rolling Stone article in 2012, which was the Taylor Swift in Wonderland one. Um, she's done a couple. She did one before that, and she did one after that for 1989, but it's been a while since she oh, did it. It's been so long. And it's been, you know, a few years since she worked with Brian Hyatt, but she seemed excited to work with someone she'd already talked yeah. to before. She told him that the only reason she wasn't in, like, a full-on sweat yeah. was because they've done an interview before. Yeah. And that kind of just shocked, shocked me for a second because mm. when I see Taylor in all these interviews, like, when she's when she was on Good Morning America, when she was on all these, um, when she was on the CBS morning show, I can never remember the name of that segment. (laughs) She just seems so cool, calm, and collective. Like, she's kind of, she's back in the pilot seat of her, her career. She knows what's going on. She kind of has that take charge attitude. So to even imagine her being nervous about an interview, especially with Rolling Stones, who they're huge fans of her, they've always like put her in like a positive light. It kind of made me just kind of like, take a step back like oh like taylor was nervous about this but like you know she's finally out from her you know reputation dark ages Mm -hmm. stepping out into the daylight why is she so nervous (laughs) i mean i think in the last couple magazine articles she did the the author even would say like she's very you know controlled like she's very um on edge, I guess, or, like, just keeping it at bay, because mm-hmm. I think, yeah, she doesn't trust the spin, and I think you can kind of see that sometimes in this article where she's unsure how something's going to be taken, and she gets kind of defensive and a little worried. Gets a little feisty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, well, what she was there for, Brian said, he, he said she wants to talk about the music, of course, but she's also ready to explain that the past three years of her life in depth for the first time. hey So that could be a major reason why she was <laughs> so nervous because yeah. we've always thought she was just going to step off her reputation and go forward and not really look back. Mm-hmm. But this is like, we get her side of the story. Yeah. Which I didn't think we were going to get. Did yeah. you? No. And it's kind of interesting that she is sharing it. Mm-hmm. I mean, not, I totally believe that you have the right to work through anything how you want. Obviously, the other side has been very vocal in their perspective on it and their, you know, take. And so I can get why she's finally feeling free to talk about it. But it's also interesting just coming off of songs like I Forgot That You Existed or this idea of daylight, stepping into the daylight and letting it go, that she would want to revisit it in detail. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to read through the article if she felt like, if it seemed like maybe she just accidentally overshared, like if she anticipated giving that much backstory or not. Because it was sort of like, I mean, that, because obviously what we're talking about is uh, she mentioned a lot of the Kanye West drama in the article, and that became a big part of the story, and that became the tagline that every other news source reported on, is Taylor Swift gives her side of the Kanye West drama, 
which then fed the trolls and the haters to say, like, oh, she's never letting this go, like, blah, 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 playing the victim. Mm -hmm. It became the only soundbite that people were reading. Mm -hmm. And it's just, like, it's interesting to me. Well, I think going into these interviews, you know, we've done a few interviews with Sal. Oh, yeah, (laughs) yeah. You, like, prep the person for, like, this is an outline of what we're going to talk about. Mm -hmm. And you've heard people going in, like, celebrities going into interviews or on air, you know, yeah, bits. Like where talking points. T- talking points and being like, if you talk about this, this, or this, the interview's over. Mm-hmm. And I would not be, I would not be shocked if that was the same thing oh, here. Oh, for sure. Like, if they're like, okay, Brian, you can come on, but you need to give me a list of talking mm-hmm. points. Because she's, she does seem, she's so eloquent. She mm-hmm. knows how to speak. She knows how to talk. But I do feel like she said in this interview that, you know, she, she like takes it all in and then she reacts. Yeah. So I feel like if he would just put her on the spot, like, well, what about Kanye? What about right. this? Maybe she would be a little more like taken back. And I think she's at the point yeah. of her career where she was like, she where she big, this is over. We're not gonna talk right. about it. I think she was ready for oh, it. Oh yeah, I definitely think so. I'm just more curious why she wanted to do that promo. Yeah, but that seems to play into this idea that she does not want, which is that. Her life is, like, there for promo, for the hot takes. It's like she's giving it up for discussion. I think it's because it's been discussed so much Mm -hmm. already. Yeah. Then what does she have to lose? Yeah, sure, people are going to be like, oh, she's not giving it up. Like, she's, like, still the victim. She's still blaming others. But I feel like it's about time that she tells her side of the story. Because there are instances in this article where I go... Right. I didn't know that. Yeah, no, it's very interesting. It's it's very interesting. (laughs) And she sits down, and this is kind of like what we got when she talked about, and I just love the Rolling Stones articles, because she always gives you a little dish, like the reinvention of Taylor Swift. Mm -hmm. She tells us, yeah, she gives us that dish about, she doesn't name the pop star, we know who it is. The dancers. Yeah, the dancers, like why, who Bad Blood was about, she gives us gossip, she gives us something to go on, and then you figure out, oh, you put the two and two together, it's Katy Perry. Mm -hmm. She's not doing that here right now, but she's still giving us this gossip, this dirt, this stuff that we didn't think we were going to get. I think it's about time. Yeah. Because... All, everyone else involved in this story has gone off and told their side a million times over. They've had, what, five years, four years to mm-hmm. say their piece, and now she's like, this is it. This is what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. But it's hard because, like, you want to spend so much of your time talking about the music, mm-hmm. but there wasn't really a lot of music yeah. talked about. Yeah, no, that is interesting because a lot of these articles are usually geared towards what's the inspiration behind this song? Yeah. And you don't get that a lot, but I think it is sort of she saw this as a chance to clear the palette yet again, like for those who didn't get reputation, for those who didn't get like her album lover, like this is finally like, okay guys, I'm going to spell it out for you. Like Mm -hmm. literally, this is everything you need to know about my three years since you haven't let, let up about it. Yeah. And then she also talks about how like the industry has affected her and not Mm -hmm. only her, but like the other female artist too like she does the flagpole metaphor about how like you can't keep winning and you can't have people like it everybody wants this new brand new person to come up and and then she says they raise you up on the flagpole and you're waving at the top of the flagpole for a while it's like 1989 red and then they're like wait there's this new flag and this is actually what we love and then like Mm -hmm. they take it down and then it's just like it's 
just this tide pull. Mm-hmm. Like, they're bringing you in, they're taking you back. Yeah. And so she speaks a lot about the music industry, too. So mm-hmm. she might not be talking about music, music, per se, but you just do, you get this insight that you don't oh, really, yeah. like, think about all the time. Oh, yeah. It's, like, the business side of Taylor's brain instead mm-hmm. of, like, the emotional, like, storytelling. This is what this song is about, and this is what moved me. It's, like... Here are the facts about, like, this industry and what I've been dealing with and what I've been working against and, like, blah, 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 blah. Dots are connecting. Yeah, but we, we also know, like, you know, with all the other albums, we necessarily didn't have the backstory to everything, but we all know the backstory to Lover. We mm-hmm. know everything that's gone on because it's been blasted in the media. Yeah. We know that she's dating Joe. We know that all these songs are, all the right. love songs are about Joe. We know soon you'll get better is about her mom so there really isn't that dissecting part Mm -hmm. that is present in in red or 1989 so this is definitely something that it's perfect and we're we're all waiting for didn't think we're gonna get but yeah (laughs) what was your like what's your take on the article oh man i mean it was very interesting to read i think it's a it it is interesting that we haven't you know, before Lover, we didn't get a lot of these, you know, reputation was silent. And so before that, it had been 2014 or 2015 when we got these. And just looking at her growth from those articles and the way she talked and what she cared about there to how she talks now is very interesting. You just see the way she's grown up and how her experiences have kind of reframed her to not lean on that, like, yeah, like, that emotional side as much, and now she's just like, you know what, I want you to see me as a business bitch, like, I want you to respect that I am a strategist, that I have had my hand in every single decision of my career, and, like, let's talk about that, and I think that was my favorite takeaway, like, yeah, the drama was all juicy and whatever, but there was a moment in the article where she talks about, like, how, uh, she's been writing personal music, and, um, how she doesn't talk about her relationship, but she'll sing about it. And uh, and then he asks an interesting question, which is, like, you're telling people to not be so interested in who you're singing about, and yet that's a game that she's played into. And she talks about, like, yeah, I realized very early on that no matter what, that was going to happen to me regardless. So when you realize the rules of the game you're playing and how it will affect you, you get to look at the board and make your strategy. But at the same time, writing songs has never been a strategic element of my career, but I'm not scared anymore to say that other things in my career are strictly strategic, and I'm sick of a woman not being able to say that they have strategic business minds, which is very true, but it was like, it was such a like jaw-dropping moment for me, I think, because she kind of admitted that like, yeah, this wasn't just like a coy little like high schooler who's like, mm-hmm, I'm going to drop hints in my message notes and like, it'll be fun for them to like guess which song's about Joe, which song's about him and which song's about him. Like she was strategizing and it was a part of her business strategy, even though the songs, like she said, were very raw and like real and true. The decision to like write maple lattes in the liner notes was a strategic move because Mm -hmm. she was playing the game that was set before her she knew she was a public figure how does she use that to her to her strength and like I think sometimes in the urge to combat um misogyny like she did in the 1989 era where she was like oh this is a double standard which is very true yeah she kind of wasn't being true to the fact that well she was playing into it like Brian says like he points out like you were playing into this game and here she finally admits like yes I was 
but I shouldn't be made to feel guilty about that. And I have been for my entire career. And so she's had to dress it up under like girly, frilly, diary naivety, you know? Yeah. And it's sad that they, that, you know, she has to be, like you said, just trying to hide from it, you mm-hmm. know, because she talks about how she is the pilot. Yeah. Like, up until reputation, she was a pilot of her career. She knew exactly where she was going. She was, you know, she was in control. She yes. was basically being the puppeteer of her career. Mm-hmm. And to pull, and to make that look like it, and it's a negative thing for a female. Mm-hmm. And, but no one would come out and say... Oh, she's a female, and so that's why it's bad. Right. It would it was never talked about the fact that she's a girl. It's yeah. bad that she's you know a mastermind behind her career. Like, why is it bad that she's a mastermind <laughs> behind her career? Why is it bad that she's calculating her next steps? Yeah. I don't even think they thought it was bad. I thought I think they thought it was impossible. Like, I had mm-hmm. guys who would tell me like she doesn't actually do that, Charlie. Yeah. Like, there's no way she writes her own songs. She's not the one who's strategizing. Like, stop. And that's what's frustrating. But some people would call her calculating oh, yeah. in, like, a bad light. Like, <laughs> yeah. oh, she's so calculating. She only posted this. She only wrote this because of yeah. this A, B, and C. Uh-huh. And so it's in a bad light, but then they also don't take her seriously. Mm-hmm. And why is it bad if she is calculating? Yeah. What? It's not. So let's what? take back the term. <laughs> yeah. It's... We are calculating. <laughs> Oh, definitely. <laughs> um, no, but I think that was something that really stood out to me is just anything that ties into this thing where she talks about her signs and how she is the archer mm-hmm. and how she's realized like a lot of people will just react like, uh, I don't remember Katy, like Katy Perry's Perry. sign, but just like Sagittarius, just emotional. And she will like process things and make her decision and then sh- and then fire off her arrow or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so it's really cool that she's given us this insight into a side of her brain that she's tried to hide or hasn't been given the full like respect that maybe it deserves. And then also you kind of go back to like you said Katy Perry about how like so Katy's a Scorpio and she was saying it, it, it's also tidbit. I love the fact that she br- she brought up Katy in this article mm-hmm. and she brought her up Kind of like just as a, oh, Katie. And they had to put right. in parentheses, Perry. You know, they were having all these long yeah. discussions. And it's totally like a total flip from how she brought up Katie last time. Oh, she wasn't yeah. even name dropping mm-hmm. Katie. And here she's talking about Katie, about how they have this long discussion about just everything. And how Katie's a Scorpio. And Katie, when something happens, she strikes back. She instantly reacts. And then, you know, here's... Taylor, who is Sagittarius, just kind of stands back, assesses, and then she fires. And then you look at their feud. Mm-hmm. And it just, you can kind of see how that plays into how each other reacted. Right. Because as soon, it was like, what, a few years later that Taylor wrote, like, dropped the song in 1989. And Katie was like, what the heck? And then she <laughs> instantly just fired back out of that. Yeah. And then it, it just, it, I love it. Yeah. I love how... I don't know if I'm much of, like, a, a science person, but I do like how this all played out and how now she's name-dropping Katie mm-hmm. in the Very best organically, lights. yeah. Very organic. I do like it. Yeah, I mean, what was your favorite part? Uh, you know how I love the drama mm-hmm. of it all. You know I love that. Yes. You know, you're more, like, methodical and, like, <laughs> looking behind the meaning and, like, how is this going to improve, uh-huh. uh, you know, the business of women. <laughs> and I'm more like, give me the dirt, give me the no, tea. I, love I the want dirt. to yeah. know. <laughs> I liked how she gave us everything about Kanye. Yeah. Loved it. Because there are things, 
And that's what I, I mentioned earlier. This is the moment where I was like, oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. You know, just a, um, if you didn't read the article or if you just want like a little refresher. But Taylor, you know, he asked Taylor, he called up Taylor and he asked her to give him the Vanguard Award. He said it would mean so much to him, you know, kind of like you know, whispered sweet nothings into her ear to get her, you know, to come on the show and basically give him this award. And she was kind of being a little, like, snarky in the interview because she had said, you know, I don't have the recording of this call because that's (laughs) illegal. And then, you know, she, she talks about how she's up there. She's wrote this nice speech for him. And she said she's glad to call him her friend. And she goes down and she's standing next to his wife, Kim Kardashian, when he's giving that that little speech intro about Mm how, oh, MTV only did this for ratings. They promo Taylor um, coming on this over and over again just for the ratings, just for the reviews. And then you, the crowd wasn't going wild, but there were some people who were clapping. Someone, like, had yelled out, yeah, go Kanye. Yeah. And then she's just sitting there, standing there next to his wife, just completely in shock. Mm-hmm. She wasn't clapping. She wasn't doing anything. Mm-hmm. She was just kind of like, what's going on? Because he kind of like swindled her. And what you don't see, and she says in the article, you know, there's all these little things that happened before right. before the whole breakout, before the the was a Kimye gay. Yeah. Like you, the, what's it called? The famous. The famous gay. Yeah. There's so many things that didn't happen, and she like tells us about this and then she mm-hmm. says you know she was mad she didn't go to his his dressing room afterwards when he asked her to go and then that's where we get this big flower arrangement <laughs> yeah. that she was given the next day Conte 2020 i had no idea that that was why i thought that was more of like um oh here right. you go thank like, you thanks. so much but it wasn't she was pissed off and then mm-hmm. she was like you wonder what if he you know what let's just be friends it's fine like he probably she realizes here and now that he'll be sweet to your face but then he's gonna like you know backstab you and it's sad that she it's sad that she forgave him then and she became a bigger person because when you flash back you flash forward to the phone call Uh and how he was just i don't know just using his side to you know he was manipulating everything like that's why everyone calls her manipulating and calculating but then here you had kanye who specifically recorded this <laughs> conversation and released it just so he could gain from it just right. so that he could look like the good person well he was uh he was making a documentary so i think that's something some people forget it's like he wasn't just recording her phone call to oh, catch her in a uh, lie i know that but yeah. he released it yeah yeah <laughs> and it was right I like that Taylor talked about, like, why. Like, she mentioned her insecurity of wanting this guy's approval. And that's Mm -hmm. just such a relatable feeling, especially as a woman, where you're just like, man, he's not even, like, someone I want to be friends with. But, like, I, like, crave this validation that Mm -hmm. he likes me, that the cool kid on the block, like, accepts me, you know? She even... I don't remember if it was her Rolling Stone. It must not have been. It must have been later. I think she did a GQ article during the... Um, 1989 era where she talks about how cool it was that like Kanye brought her up at a dinner party or that they were listening to music and realized it was Taylor's song or something. He She was just so stoked that their story had ended on that note and you can mm-hmm. kind of capture like, you know, when you're in a moment like that, you revert back to the last time you knew them or engaged with them and so it's like so easy to see why she was so like 
craving of that. And she was in her high school year age, age when he did that whole yeah. VMA, I'm going to take this award away. Yeah. So she, it, he was her bully. And so to kind of find, have that validation that mm-hmm. this bully finally accepts you. Yeah. And he was a, he was big star, big name in the industry. You know, and she just, she's like, oh, he likes me, he accepts me. Like, I'm, right. I, I'm going to ignore all these tiny little, like, red flags that I'm seeing because he's saying all the right things. Mm-hmm. He's doing all the right things. Like, he's making, like, he's talking about me at dinner yeah. parties. He's, like, saying nice things to my friends. Yeah, like, oh, how edgy. He still wants to have sex with me. That's so funny. Like, I'll be in a Kanye song, yeah. you know? Yeah, I'm so, I don't know. I'm just yeah. Like, <laughs> this is, like, a, a compliment to yeah. me that I'm yeah, like, a Kanye I can, song. I can convince myself I'm okay with this. He's yeah. singing about me. Yeah. Oh, that's great. <laughs> And I just think that, like, it's just sad that it had to come down to that. But that was a major moment in her story. And, like, mm-hmm. as sad as that was and as a big of a dick he was, it kind of brought her to where she is now. Because she she's described herself as a golden retriever, as a dog, mm-hmm. for a long time. Or a lab. I'm not sure. A golden retriever, one. yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, they're just always like, do you like me? Do you like me? Okay, yeah. how, what can I do for you to like me? What can I do? And then she finally was like, I can't do that anymore because she yeah. was never, she kept on saying that people would complain about things she did and then she would change it. Mm-hmm. And then people would complain and she would change it, she would change it, she would change it. That she wasn't really being herself. Right. She was constantly being like, what's wrong with me? I have to, I have to do it so this person likes me. So it's sad that she was living in this light of being a female and having to constantly feel like she needed to change herself yeah. to be accepted. Yeah, like course correct. I mean, she... Yeah. Like, every, like, she points this out in her article, too, I think. But, like, you know, someone said she doesn't write her own stuff. So she wrote the entire Speak Now album by herself. Was it yeah. Speak Now? Yeah, okay. Speak Now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I always get the two confused. And then it's, like, it's, like, oh, she can't sing. And so she takes, like, singing lessons and deepens her voice and, like, tries harder and whatever, which is, you know. It's just, like, those little pylons where she does start to kind of She's trying to carve herself into the pop princess they want her to be and they think she should be. And, like, there's all these pieces of her that are, like, fighting for attention and, like, mm-hmm. fighting to be taken seriously and, and not knowing exactly where the people's perception of her begins and where the real her ends. Yeah. And it's just... I'm glad that she's found out, like, where the real her begins. Mm-hmm. And I hope... You know, I really do hope that this is, like... That she's being true to herself, that she doesn't feel like she needs to be, like, boxed into a mm-hmm. corner right now. And it feels like she's just living her best life, and she's really outwardly, um, she's spoken about what she believes in and the mm-hmm. causes that she is, are really near and dear to her heart. Yeah. I'm, I love that she's doing everything right now. I just feel that, you know, it could have been done so much sooner, you know. The if, just political stuff? political stuff, just yeah. because, like... Everyone was just kind of putting her into that corner of being, like, this high school, like, image, sweet girl. Like, it's just sad that it just took this long for her to really feel like she could be herself. Yeah. I mean, do you think the timing is suspect? Because that's what some people are saying is, well, like, but convenient now. It is convenient now. And the timing... So, she keeps on talking about how she changed herself because she would get criticism. She kept on going, like changing, changing, changing. She didn't know who she, who she was. And then it's just kind of like perfect timing that she was getting all this criticism about not speaking out politically. Mm-hmm. And now she's in a new era. And now she's speaking out politically. I don't know if it's because she's like, fine, I'm going to be 
who I am, what I want. Like, would she be speaking out politically if it wasn't for the critics? Yeah. Or would she be speaking out politically? Is it because she switched records? Is it because, like, she didn't want to get in the game and then she saw how it's been affecting our our country? Yeah. I don't know. I know. It's kind of a very human feeling. Because, like, on one end, yeah, you could sit here and be like, well, someone criticized her for not being politically active, and now she is politically active. Mm -hmm. But I think it's also such a tough one, because it's not just, like, something like, oh, she doesn't write her songs, or, oh, she doesn't do this. Like, it's a very, like, a core value of your personality, like, what Mm -hmm. you believe in ethically and politically and stuff. Mm -hmm. And so I think the signs are all there that she has been left-leaning and, like, very liberal. So it feels less, like... Like, uh, I guess, calculated, for lack of a better <laughs> better yeah. word. But it is interesting to, to wonder if she uh, well, sees that. Well, her dad, did, did you hear the backlash on, on her dad? Like, if you went to his Facebook, like, mm-hmm. all the posts he would post were really, like, mm-hmm. you know, very, very right-leaning. <laughs> and people found his Facebook profile and were blowing him up in the media. And then he removed his Facebook profile. Yeah. He's no longer on there. Uh, how do you feel can about relate. that? <laughs> but, but how do you feel about that? You know, is Taylor, is she kind of siloing all of her, her Republican fans away? Because at the very end of the article, she says, oh, you're, you're a Democrat? Cool, get in the car. Let's yeah. go to the mall. Like, do you feel like she's accepting of her Republican fans? Or do you think she just is mm-hmm. seeing them in this, like, bad light? That is a complex question. I mean... I think the way she talks about politics is very simplistic, partly because she's just trying to make a general statement and not, like, report to Congress, you know? And so the image of, like, this, oh, we need to stop being picky about what kind of Democrats we are and there's no wrong Democrat. It's like, well, there's this nuance there and, like, you're still not, like, quite processing that and I get it, but but as far as, like, protecting the feelings of Republican fans, I can feel her anger about the current world situation Mm -hmm. and it's easy to draw lines and be like anyone who's current supporting this current administration as it is the current policies they're trying to push I mean if that's something she's morally opposed to then she has every right to like say that and it's frankly brave that she is willing to risk Mm -hmm. some base of her fans to say that because at some point, like, you just gotta draw the line. I can see that, but I also... So, my parents, you know, they're Republican. Right. And, and for her to, like, view my parents in a bad light would be... I'm, I just, like, my parents are, like, really, like... Right. Just the best people that you can ever mm-hmm. come across. Like, they adopted five girls from foster care. Like, they did all this stuff just to, like improve our lives. And for, So, for her to just right. automatically yeah. discount anyone that is Republican is kind of right. not very heartwarming to me. Right. And I think it seems like this was in the moment of talking about a lot of hard things, and she was just like, why am I outspoken now? Like, here's why. I'm pissed off about things. I'm mad about... And you can see the angst in, like, Miss Americana, where she wants to believe in something, and you can see, like, she's just young and, like, trying to figure it out. Mm -hmm. And I don't mean that to sound condescending, but it's, like, clear that this... And she even says in the article, I think, that this hasn't been something she had to think about because the people she liked always won, and she just, like, was able to live in her happy bubble. Mm -hmm. And so now that she's like, wait, you can just see sort of the defensive line there, and she's just trying to be, like... She's trying to work through it, I think. Yeah, and, you know, her dad is, like... 
I don't know about her mom, but I know that her dad is a Republican and she still loves him. Yeah. And she still, like, keeps him by her side. Yeah, yeah. And I, th- right. I do feel, because there was an article recently that, like, mm-hmm. an anonymous Republican Swifty, like, sent to, I don't know how it got published, but it was published, you know, being like, oh, you're losing my, you lost right. me. I'm no longer there for mm-hmm. you because you've alienated us so far, so mm-hmm. much. But I don't necessarily think that's where she's coming from. But... Yeah, it's sort of a tricky situation. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, she's also gambling with this idea that she wasn't outspoken enough, dealing with the guilt of like missing her chance to maybe help Hillary Clinton or the last election. But she did say there were something that did hinder that election was the celebrity involvement too. Yeah. So I, so she was just kind of like, where do I, how do I help this election without (laughs) kind of like, you know, backstabbing it, you know, making it like fall down. Wow. Very interesting. Very political. You know, I didn't think that it would get that political. I'm not a super political person, but that's a huge huge piece of this article but there are so many other tidbits too you know going Mm. back to like how she didn't see you know her girl squad as being a bad thing (laughs) to even how writing about you know her personal issues to talking about if she has a family one day oh yeah (laughs) and the she talked a little bit about the scooter braun scott situation Mm -hmm. which was interesting because i think it's great that she just recognizes this frustration where she's like this is the most feminine body of work and it's being like switched between two dudes who had Mm -hmm. no stake in it and who I thought one of them was like family and just, um, just that feeling of betrayal and like feeling like this prized calf he was fattening up to sell. And so you can see that there's a lot of anger there still. And I think that's why she's so focused on re-recording her masters is because she wants to just rid herself of them. Yeah. And I think, you know, everything else she really talked into like, past beef with Kanye, um, you know, just even political. She really went into depth with those questions. Mm-hmm. But this was really just kind of like a... Yeah. A cut in. <laughs> okay, like, I'll talk about it. Now let's get on to something yeah, else. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and one thing I, I found interesting was um, when he had... You know, she mentioned the Parkland-Manchester jab, mm-hmm. and she said, called it unbelievable, because she was like, no, everyone on my team, they know... If it has to do a scooter, no matter what, don't bring it to yeah. me. And they kind of, like, makes me wonder, like, did they bring it to her? No, they didn't. Yeah. And so, like, Scott yeah. is just trying to make Taylor look bad in this light. Like, we brought it to her. And she's just oh, yeah. He, his little letter made him look like such a little douche. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm glad she's getting to vocalize that and kind of just, like, point out, like, how ridiculous it is. Like, yes, it's legal. Yes, it's his prerogative. But it's, like... It just it just pulls back the curtain to show that how little like Scott actually valued her as a person, mm-hmm. how little he respected her as an artist, and how much it was just about money in the end. And that's I mean that's how business is. Yeah, <laughs> it's just sad that when you're made to think one way and then you're treated another, that is yeah. just oh. I know, but so much. I mean, she just she I just know. threw it all out there. She did, and that's why I. You guys, I wrote up notes, we wrote up notes, we're by segment by segment by segment, but there's just so much in mm-hmm. there that I know we missed a lot oh, of it. Yeah. I know we didn't correctly <laughs> quote it right, or we missed the point of one thing or another yeah. thing, but it was a lot of a lot of a lot. Oh, yeah. I was not ready for that <laughs> at I all. Know. I know. I thought it'd be like, uh, 
Like, just sort of a puff piece, I guess. A oh, puff yeah. piece, I guess. Kind of like Lover. I thought yeah. it would be like, oh, this is just airy and fluffy and beautiful. And But this was She's so happy deep, now. And, dark. Yeah. Some of it was ugly when she's talking about her past. And then yeah. it was also liberating, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah she's been happen. through some stuff, you guys. I don't know if you're aware. <laughs> I know. She's a woman. Hear her roar. Yeah. <laughs> But no, I mean, it's been a, it's a very interesting read, and it took me quite a few um, glances to get through oh. it. Well, like, she said at the very end of the article that, like, this whole article was, like, therapy for her. Yeah. I'm like, well, oh. Yeah. I was like, uh, yeah. Get some real therapy, girl. It I'm could like, be good for you. I hope you charged him. Well, that is the interesting thing about the therapy, though, is that she had said that, you know, her mom's person she talks to yeah and she doesn't go to therapists because it's hard for her to like oh this is 29 years of my life um which is what's so sad like you know her mom does leave, you know like that's just gonna happen inevitably with all of us um who's she gonna talk to then that's why the song just kind of brings more true but man what a note to end on (laughs) i know But no, I mean, it's a good read. You should give it a read and then let us know um, what you guys think of the article and anything we may have missed or your favorite parts. Um, you can email us at swiftishpodcast at gmail.com or slide into our DMs on mm-hmm. Instagram at swiftishpodcast or Twitter at swiftishpod13. Yep. And of course, we look forward to getting more of your reviews as previously mentioned. Yes. But until next time, I'm Shelby. And I'm Ashley. And Taylor, thanks for telling us all the tea. (laughs) 